Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey there, Post Institute family. This is Christy Saul, the co-founder, coming at you live for the best little parenting show on the internet. Oh, I hope y'all are doing well this evening. Um, today is Thursday. <laughs> and frankly, I feel like it's an accomplishment that I can tell you what day it is. <laughs> So I'm kind of just chatting here for a minute. I know I'm on a little bit early and I'm actually digging around. Hey, somebody's saying hi. Welcome for those thumbs up. I appreciate it. I'm actually digging around a little bit to get these books. Make sure I have a chance to promote these real quick. Remember Brian's book, From Fear to Love. Best place to get this is at feartolovebook.com. That's where you can get it on promotion. We also have the workbook that you can get on Amazon in this lovely print format, but we also have it as an ebook available on our website, postinstitute.com. Last but certainly not least, The Great Behavior Breakdown. You can find this on Amazon as well as on postinstitute.com. You guys hear our big, beautiful dog Beatrice in the background. Something has her attention. I'm going to bet it is the dog across the street out there taunting her cute little outfit as her owner takes her out in the front yard to potty because that always gets a great big reaction. <sighs> so, it's good to see you guys. Um, last time I talked to you was, I don't even know what day it was, but Marley and I were in the hospital and I was just coming on to let you guys know what was up and that you might not see me for a few days. So, we are home and it is good to be home and I will tell you, I am exhausted. So I came on a little early because I'm done and I need to go lay down. And so I wanted to come talk to you guys before I went and lay down because I need to rest. <laughs> I need to rest. Um, and it made me think about um, just a lot of different things. I had a really um, amazing coaching call today with a mom I've known for a long, long, long time to the point that we're now just friends helping each other out in this walk of life. But what I realized in talking with her and just kind of some of the my own experience um, has to do with helping people. Hey, Tracy, um, helping people who are really buried by darkness. Hey, Lala, it's good to see you. Nice to see you as well. Thank you for coming on tonight. I know. <laughs> I'm tired too. Yeah, um, tired, tired, Whew. and we need to uh, make sure we get our self-care in because we've got a lot of people counting on us, don't we? So we have to find ways to take little breaks, take little mental vacations, take time, uh, escape into a long, hot bath or crawl under the covers and have a good cry or whatever it is you need to do, it's okay. Whatever you need to do is okay because you have a really big job. And I know sometimes we get on here and um, we give a lot of great information. But I know sometimes when you are in the trenches, you're literally in the trenches. And it's tough. It's tough, 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 tough. And it's tiring um, when you're in that space. I know hopefully we're not all in that space together right now. I find that... A lot of times when I'm down, when I'm down feeling buried, um, there's somebody in my world that's right there that understands they are not buried so they can kind of give me a hand up, you know, and then we rotate places in life and it's a blessing to me. I feel like that's like one of those um, amazing blessings of life when you have that with people. 
Um, can I share what happened to Marley? Um, well, Tracy, I'll probably share, um, I might share a little bit more in the Levolution program. I know you're a part of that. And so I'll probably, we'll probably do something and do a little um, Q&A over there pretty soon, like this weekend, so we can all have a chance to visit. But it was, um, it was just an emergency surgery. It was something that had been going on. God's divine timing. Um, it was an issue that had been going on for a very long time and kept being put down the list of priorities, but it was really a root issue that was disrupting all of her GI system. And so it reached ahead um, and led us to the emergency room and an emergency surgery. And so um, had it not gone that way, we would have continued to go to the doctors who were continuing to put it down the list of priorities. So that's why I say divine timing because she was to the point of um, not being able to travel in her car and not being able to travel the distance to the hospital that we've been using. And so out of that divine timing, um, she had a surgeon who has over 40 years of experience who did the procedure that was needed. Um, and we spent five days at the hospital recovering. And when it's time for follow-up, it will be in the town that's, instead of driving three hours, we'll be able to drive 30 minutes. So, I'm tired and I'm grateful. It's an interesting mix to be so tired and so grateful. So, yes, I'm a little weepy. <laughs> you know, one of the things that I find when we go into that mode, um, hospital mode, we go into the zone. And it's this zone of focused, quiet for us. You know, we've done... There have been lots of different ways that hospital time has panned out, but here in the last few years, it's just like this, like our room is like the Zen room. Like the TV barely comes on unless Marley decides to turn it on. Um, I just focus on her um, meeting her needs and trying to keep the environment as calm as possible. Also, I want to say that, you know, she's 17 and that means it won't be long before she's in the world of adult care. And that doesn't mean I'm going anywhere, but it also means that there are um, some pieces of this that she wants to handle herself. And she did an amazing job. And if you guys were tuned in on Tuesday, you know, I have my short little rant, but I'm going to tell you, I think that our kids who come from tough, place, tough places and who have, you know, complex medical issues and things that are just outside of that life bell curve that to me this was like her um this was like her semi you know, like if you were in college and you were getting ready to graduate and this was like her pre-graduation test you know like she literally handled 80 percent of what took place at the hospital with me being there as a support but literally i would look at her and say do you want to talk or do you want me to talk to give her that space and she did like incredible. It's hard to believe that feeling as bad as she felt um, and then being able to sit there and look at the doctor and list her medical conditions and the medications she takes and the reason why she was there and being able to do all of that um, was pretty incredible. Um, she shouldn't have to do another school assignment <laughs> because for her life 
that is like the most important assignment, knowing how to take care of her health, knowing how to manage medical, the world of scheduling doctor's appointments and taking care of your, I mean, she's becoming her own medical social worker, which you kind of have to if you have complex medical health issues. And so I could not be more proud of her and what she accomplished. Um, so there's that piece. But what I came on to talk about tonight, what my topic was, <laughs> but thank you for letting me just talk about my life a little bit. It's good to process. Um, talking about the space of darkness that many of our kids find themselves in at different times in life, what I realized is, you know, we go through these, they go through these different phases and in different, with different milestones, they process what their experiences have been in different ways and at different levels. And, you know, we've talked a little bit about how so many of our kids are really experienced this really deep grief. And I also feel like many of our kids have had touches with darkness, with the darkness of humanity in ways that we have only heard about and they have survived. So with all of that said, it becomes pretty easy to understand how they might feel depressed, anxious, defiant, vigilant, um, all that, all that and then some, right? And so what I was thinking about, what kind of came to me is that a lot of times for us as parents or therapists or teachers, um, we kind of have this, like, if we can just be lonely, yes, <laughs> thank you, good word, good word, Tracy, lonely and, like, nobody understands, like, they're, they're, they've experienced things and then they're around people, like, nobody's been through what I've been through, and so that can really add a different element to it of really feeling desperately lonely and very misunderstood, and us as parents, we can feel that way too. Then we begin to sort of take that on because we're living this life together. And sometimes we go to try to tell a friend about some of the things our children are experiencing. <laughs> they just don't get it. Like they just don't get it. And then they'll say stupid shit. Like if that was my kid, I'd just bust his little ass. Or you just need to ground him more. You just need to take all his stuff away. You just need to be more punishing and you know, we know, we already know that's not going to do the trick. It's a lot more than that. It's so much more than that. It's so much more than that. So I know it's hard. Tracy says, true that. Yeah. So our kids feel lonely sometimes. We feel lonely sometimes. We feel like we're just out here doing it all. And maybe that's why I felt really, even though I'm tired, I felt really compelled to come on and talk just a little bit. Um, I wish I had a filter that didn't make me look tired that, you know, took that made me look like I have slept for five days and got good rested sleep. I wish that I had a filter that made me, <laughs> made me look five years younger. But you know what? Here's the thing. I feel like sometimes you guys need me to come and just be real and to be raw because I know sometimes you guys are real and raw and life isn't always perfect and sometimes it is a hot freaking mess. And so, yeah, it's messy. It can be so messy sometimes. So messy. And so I want to be able to come... You know, like I ask y'all to be transparent. I want to be able to come and be transparent with you. Then I think that that's a big piece of this work is um, we want our kids to be able to be vulnerable and transparent with us 
but they don't have any blueprints for that really. And so it really helps us. It really helps everybody, you know, like when we can be vulnerable, it helps our kids be vulnerable. When we can just be a hot mess human doing the best we can, you know, maybe we're laying in bed with the covers pulled over our heads and maybe our kids need to see that so they can have permission to know that some days are just really hard and really messy. Some weeks, some months, it can be a stretch, but we're here to walk it out. We're here to, to walk it out. We're not here to run from it. We're here to talk about the hard things. We're here to be able to sort through the messiness because it's messy. They've been through some really messy business and they've experienced elements of darkness that we uh, may have no no real deep understanding of. So when we are trying to walk with people who have experienced that level of darkness, of abuse and neglect, or a womb experience where there was doubt of whether or not um, a birth wanted to be continued or whether there was even acknowledgement of the birth, you know, there's sometimes there's a lot of denial of pregnancy and so there's no prenatal care and there's continued use of drugs and alcohol and all of that, um, all of that, you know, like to be neglected from from the womb experience on, that's a real thing. And our kids have had those kinds of experiences. Not all of our kids, but many of them. We have to know that. Yeah, we have to know that. And we have to, um, the thing is, is you can't stand up miles away, shining a light, jumping up and down, living this exuberant lifestyle like everything is wonderful, waving our arms for people who are living down in the darkness to come and find us up here, we have to be able to go down there. We have to be able to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. We have to be able to, like, like we know that the only way, the only way to eliminate darkness is for there to be light. But we we have to go into the darkness. It's almost like this. You go into the darkness, kind of like, I got this light, and I know I have this light. I know I have it. And it's in me, and it's not, it's not threatened. My light, the light I carry, is secure. It's not threatened by this darkness. But I know that if I try to come in and just, like, shine it really bright, that I'm going to get, that's going to be rejected. That's going to be rebuffed. It's going to be so uncomfortable for a person who has been in the darkness for a very long time or who's been down in those depths, who was born from those depths. You know, I was thinking about this very visually today and I can't wait to read your comments because I see some good, good stuff. Um, it made me think of sort of like, you know, the vampire movies and you shine that really bright light and they're like, <sighs> right? <laughs> We get that, you know, we get that from our kids, literally. You know, they're like, ah, I don't want your cheerfulness because it's so out of alignment vibrationally with where they're at. So we have to find that place where we are secure, that our light is safe, and we can go into that darkness and sit with them. And then we do like this. Do you see this? Like it's a little, like it's a little jar full of fireflies. And we just say, can you see this? Can you see this? And we show them the light. And then hopefully we can have enough relationship with them that eventually they'll take our hand. And they can walk with us a few steps and then maybe rest. Because it's scary out there in the bright light. You know? 
and then walk with them a few more steps. My pastor said, one of the most beautiful places to walk with people is literally when you are about two to three steps ahead in your healing. And I thought, man, that really resonated. I remember a long time ago when I was working as a home-based therapist and there was a family. I was actually like an administrator, but I did both therapy and ran a program. <laughs> and there was a woman that I went and interviewed for services, did an intake. And then the therapist that worked with her was amazing. She did a great job. And the woman told the therapist, I liked Christy, but she was just too happy. I'm just too, I feel too sad, too overwhelmed, too depressed. And it just, it felt weird to be around her. And I thought that was so good. I thought that was so good that she was able to have that feeling and be able to put it into words to the person she was working with. And it doesn't mean I wasn't a good therapist at the time. It just meant that where I was at vibrationally was not a good match for her. And being able to get down into the depths with people, it does. It takes like this art of knowing darkness and having some familiarity with it. So let me tell you, if you have ever experienced any darkness in your life, there is the ability for that to be a gift to you as a parent or a professional in terms of walking with people who are in the darkness and being able to be familiar enough with the darkness that it doesn't terrify you, that you don't feel like you have to run from it, but that you have this kind of secure light within you that isn't threatened by their darkness is very, very powerful. So, yeah, that's all I got today. <laughs> I wanted to say that. I just wanted to let you guys know that it's really, it can be hard work. Um, I want to read through some of the comments because I think you guys talked about some good things. Lala says, I cry every day. For a long while, I'd wake with teardrops on my eyelashes. Oh, wow. Let it out. Let it out. It's the body's natural way. I have been in that space too, Lala, where I have cried every day. I can remember going through a phase where I would just be so stressed and so overwhelmed. And I would be laying in bed. And this was back when Marley was still going to school. And I, would, I remember laying in bed with her some mornings. And the tears would just be streaming down my face. And I would say, don't worry, baby. It's just my stress. The stress just needs to come out. But it's okay. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to hurt myself. I'm not going to hurt anybody else. It's all going to be okay. It's all going to be okay, but I just have to let the stress out. So, um, yeah, I get that. And I'm so glad you shared that. Tracy Little said shadow work. I've not heard that term, but that's not surprising. Um, there's a lot of times I run across things that I've learned or things that I do. And now there's a great term for it, kind of like trauma-informed care. Like Brian and I are always laughing. We're like, yeah, I wish we would have thought of that one. <laughs> like we, we've been doing this work longer than the term trauma-informed has been around. <laughs> and we're like, shoot, wish we would have got that one. Uh, let's see. And um, Kelly says, I love how you teach in word pictures. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. I'm glad that my word pictures resonate with you and are helpful. The Hope Coach says, thank you, I needed that. You're welcome. You're absolutely welcome. You know, um, I think one of the greatest gifts that we can um, give to one another and also to our children is just being real and vulnerable. Um, a lot of times our kids can, like the, the coaching call I had today, the mom pointed out, she was like, we went to this thing several months ago and I noticed 
the first thing I noticed was that out of all the people that my child was drawn to, it was always people who have come from these dark places, people who have recovered from drugs and alcohol, people who spent time in prison. It was like a church, some sort of church event. So there was all these different, you know, all different kinds of people there. And yet that was sort of where they gravitated to. And so it just made me think about the fact that, you know, I really get that. Like people who are like always look perfect. <laughs> like, <laughs> they scare me. Those people scare me. Like, I don't know why, you know, that's so, that's not right of me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just owning that, you know, I find that to be intimidating. I feel like I'll never be that. I'll never measure up to that. And it made me think about how I can imagine uh, kids who come from tough places and where they feel the most comfortable. And it helps, it helps them when we are not perfect. You know, I've, I've had kids, I've heard kids say to their adoptive parents, yeah, but look at you and your perfect little family. What is that telling you? That's saying you don't understand me and the mess I came from. There is a huge part of humanity that you don't know anything about. And I lived through it and came from it. So to me, that is like a big protest. That's a big protest from a lot of our children. And it really helps when we can be raw and vulnerable with them, when we can get into the darkness, holding our light secure, but not like beaming it into their face, just to let it glow, let it be like a slow glow and let it be something that can be a comfort, not something that feels like it's forced on them or attacking them. Being able to sit in the darkness with them is is priceless. It's one of the most one of the most valuable things. We get really caught up in how are they doing in school and how are they doing with this and how are they doing with that. And I know. See the thing is is I really do know. I know we want all of our kids to be able to step off into their adult world with letters behind their name, high school diploma, HD, the first letters that we hope our children are able to achieve because we know that by just having a high school diploma, it can make a difference in your employability, which then equals your ability to financially have some financial means to take care of yourself. Now, that's just the financial part. There's a whole lot more, right? There's so much more about being able to take care of ourselves than just the money. But here's another thing. There are some letters that really are more important than high school diploma, and that is, I am alive. And so I always want us to remember, because our children, many of them have come from very dark places, that sometimes we will go through phases where simply being able to maintain the letters behind their name of I am alive is where we have to focus. And for us as parents, sometimes the best letters we can have behind our name is I showed up. It doesn't always mean we have all the answers. It doesn't mean that we can fix everything, but it does mean that we're not going to leave and we're not going to give up. So I hope there's something in, from, in all of this. And thank you for letting me just talk and process a little bit. It's really helpful. I actually feel more relaxed. Um, so I'm going to go rest and hang out with my daughter and we're going to enjoy the rest of our evening. 
I hope you all get to do the same. I hope that you're able to put things aside that you've been worried and stressed about. And in whatever way it looks in your family that you can just enjoy your babies. Let the love you have for them shine from your eyes. And it may have to shine in a way uh, that's gentle and kind and full of empathy. Let it shine from your heart. Let it shine from your touch, from your loving touch. Let it shine from your smile. Let it shine from your laugh. Wherever state your family is in tonight, to be able to let them feel the love that you have for them and to be able to just enjoy them. Remember what Brian tells us in any given moment. We can act out of our blueprints of stress, fear, and overwhelm. Where we can take one to two to three deep breaths and we can choose love. Much love to you all. Have a blessed night. And God willing, I'll be back tomorrow night. Y'all take care.